0: Christy. I am your host. With me is Ryan and the New Jersey Devils are going to the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: It's a happy, it's a happy show. It's a very happy show. There's nine games left and we get to sit here and be like, we're in. It's good.
0: How? It's so funny because I'm working on an article now where I went last June and asked Devils fans what they would deem a successful season would be. And I took the four or five like most popular answers and I'm kind of explaining each one. And it's so funny because one of the ones was it's going to be a successful season if they fire or demote Lindy Ruff. And now I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, not only did he get the team to hundred points into a playoff spot, he's most likely probably going to come in second in Jack Adams award with Jim Montgomery taking it, taking the whole thing.
1: I I honestly think there's a real good argument to be made for Lindy to win that Uh, it's with the, the turnaround of this team is remarkable and it's a lot of what you've all everybody's hoped was going to happen the whole time. Right? Like, and they did it the right way. I talked about with with somebody on Twitter, right? You get the, you get the two-way leader first, you get the superstar second um, and that puts you in a position where all of a sudden you're appealing and you go out and you get the big defensive free agent that, kind of changes the way the rest of the league looks at coming to the doubles now, right? Like a big guy like Dougie Hamilton comes and all of a sudden that makes it a lot easier when you're talking to the correct role players, you know, they're they're not going to shy away. You know, you probably overpaid a little for Andre Pilat, but you have to pay to get what you don't have. Right. So but from that standpoint, it, it allows you to do exactly what they've done as an organization and as a team and as a fan, it's great.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's so funny to me because I, when I was writing everything down, part of it was, you know, he, you know, they, they blamed him everything last season started and ended with Lindy Ruff And I'm like, that really wasn't fair. And I've said this before, there were so many issues that that team had last year, starting with the goaltending issue that you can't really blame the coach. So as I was writing it on my couch yet last night, I was like, good for Lindy. Yeah. What a roller coaster of a season for him.
1: Yep. And good for him. Absolutely. Uh, and, and good for Tom Fitzgerald for sticking to his guns and knowing what he wanted in every single step of this process. Good for you, sir. Thank you.
0: And I think it's one of those things, too, where, you know, everyone wanted his job when he lost out on Johnny Goudreau. But you see that, you need, again, you don't need Johnny Goudreau. But guess no. what? You did need Eric Holla, Andre Pilat. Mm-hmm. As much as people have an issue, the voice that Brendan Smith has, that is what you needed. Exhibit you needed
1: all of those things. And we've talked about it before on the show. I've gotten into it with some fans on Twitter too. If you don't, if you have Johnny Gaudreau on this team, you are not in the position to make the Timo Meyer move. And now you have one more under six foot lefty skill guy on the team that you kind of didn't need to begin with.
0: Well, that yeah, and that's the thing. is I almost wanted to reshare my article about the Devils don't need Alex Dubrinkit and Johnny Goudreau when they traded for Timo Meyer, And I'm like, this is why they didn't need them, because they would have had another Jack Hughes. They would have had another Jasper Bratt. And granted, I had a couple people DM me about Timo, and they were like, you know, am I being too hard on him? He's really not producing what I expected him. He's not really making an impact. Back up for a second. The man has participated in three practices. Yeah. Right. And you can't include a morning skate because you're not going through the team system in a morning skate. You're just doing drills and reps and getting like your legs ready to play the game. So that does not count in my, in my opinion.
1: No, it's not. a practice.
0: No, it's not. It's completely different. And second of all, or third, I don't know how many points I already made is that he's already playing a physical game.
1: Absolutely. He's already it's noticeable.
0: Made- Yes, he's already making an impact with that. And that's something that the Devils would not have gotten with Johnny Goudreau and Alex to bring it. So he does bring something different. He's not putting up all the points in the world. I'm not sure what the expectation was, but he's adjusting. And when I talked to him the other day, he's such a nice guy, really very professional, kind of like Nico, very professional, very nice. Cool. He's adjusting. It's not easy to go to a new team within a season. And that's why when you talk to guys, I think it was Graves or Tatar, they were like, you're more comfortable in year two because year one, you're just kind of adjusting, figuring everything out, getting used to life on ice, off ice. And I said, yeah. we're judging Timo Meyer after a handful of games. That's, that's silly.
1: It's crazy. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've made a point to really pay attention to him, the games I've been at recently. And he's he's just so noticeable as a difference maker on the ice in so many ways. You know he's he does the dirty work. He's a big boy. He lays some hits. You know he he back checks hard as heck. Uh, he he does a lot of good things. Um, on the DeBrinket thing though, I and we talked about this in the past, and I don't know if we got the show rolling in time to get into it. He was the one where I would argue with you a little bit on that, strictly because of his right-handed status at yeah. the time, right? At the time, what they gave up to get the Brinket into Ottawa. I thought that was a missed opportunity for the Devils. In hindsight, being 2020, it's kind of allowed Dawson Mercer to grow a little bit more than maybe you would have thought he would. So it's really a wash as far as I'm concerned. But um, the the right-handed aspect to bring this team is so left-handed on the forward end.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it
1: it really it really is, and you notice it on the power play, right? That's where you really notice it. You don't uh, until Dawson started doing what he's doing the last 20 games or so. Um, you did not have a right-handed uh, like bumper shot, right? You only had lefties in that position and Dougie at the point. So right. that that was definitely a position in need. But Johnny Goudreau, yeah, no, no, chat no.
0: Yeah, I still think that Matthew Juchak would have made sense. If he yeah, Dichuk- was able to make that work, he would have yeah. been kind of like a Timo Meyer, play the physical exactly. game. He, you know, I still think that he, he would have made sense. But Dabrinkit and uh, Goudreau didn't, it never made sense to me.
1: Can we talk about his dirtbag brother in Ottawa for a second? Boy, was that a Bush league move? He took a run at a player, missed, ended up in his own bench, starts chirping, and then has a very mutual fight with Miles Wood. Miles somehow gets an instigator on that. As he's chirping Miles as he's coming at him. How? How so
0: <laughs> first How? of all, when I was watching Brady to chop in the press box, I just sat there. And I was like, damn, ev- he, this this kid does everything for that team. He scores, he fights, he's physical. Oh, yeah. He does everything for that team. And I got to the arena early and I was actually over talking to um, a couple friends and I heard the Auto Senators had Dr. Dre, uh, forgot about Dre, blasting through their locker room. So they were like feeling it before the game. I was bopping around. When was the last time you heard, forget about Dre? That, that's a great song. Um, so when they came out swinging in my head, I was like, it's like Eminem got them fired up. They're right. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense.
0: I was like, they were ready. And, uh, he, Brady's a big boy. Oh yeah. I know. How just solid he is. And when you watch that unfold, you saw miles on the bench and I was like, you know what? Respect to him because Brady's still bigger than miles and oh, yeah. miles is built miles is very very built he's a solid guy um but when i was watching that i was like that's that's not gonna work in miles favor i mean listen good for him good for him
1: i'll be i'll be totally honest with you i don't think it has to work in miles favor especially with a player like that you can utilize miles wood very effectively in the playoffs coming up here in that exact role that exact role go out and just be an absolute nuisance because, look, if if things go another way there and they both end up with, you know, misconducts because they're both losing their minds, I would very happily trade 12 minutes of Miles Wood off the ice for 12 minutes of Kachuk off the ice. And very quickly, the, very happily.
0: And that's the thing that people don't realize, too, is, like, you're getting them out of the lineup, too. Yeah, yeah I would do that.
1: Back. I would use him in that role specifically in the playoffs as, like, a, you need to kind of neutralize something uh if you're playing a team that has a a, a hothead like that on the team that you know you can kind of get them going go out do it early too don't wait till the third period to do it do it do it in the first period let them know that we're look we're not messing around here because you're gonna have to set that tone pretty quickly
0: yeah and i think where the instigator came in is because we uh miles came and talked to the media after the game and it was brought up with uh with Lindy too. And they obviously everyone saw it, everyone read their lips. They were both very much in agreement over oh, But I guess Miles got the instigator because when he jumped off the bench, he went straight towards Brady. Oh. Which is kind of silly because everyone ah, heard, potato everyone potato, knew, come like, on. Everyone come knew on. what was happening. You know? Like, and I think if you look at it, I think Brady even might have had a glove off before Miles did. He did! um so that i think that's i believe that's the reasoning that miles got was because he went off the bench and went straight for him
1: that's why i was so surprised because brady turned right at him and dropped his gloves and said let's effing go you could read his lips as miles is skating towards him uh and i I don't know i this they're they're men they're high it's hockey just that's fine just put him in the box for five minutes and call it a day There's other ways. In my opinion, there's other ways for the refs to, quote unquote, keep control of that game than to have it swing one way in a situation like that. Like, I just hate that. You know what they're both going to do. Oh, so Miles is to go out and take a twirl towards center ice and then go at him. Is that fine? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Does he have to like touch a blue line and then he can go rip some ass? What is it?
0: I it, like, it was it was silly. I understand like it's a player so being, like, prepared for it and then kind of gets like attacked from like the side or whatever. Yeah. But I thought that was just silly because everyone knew what was happening. I even get
1: the look of the staged fight on the face off, how that's like a weird look for the league if you don't know mm-hmm. hockey and they drop the puck and, and nobody and every other guy on the ice just doesn't move and two guys drop their gloves and start beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that from an optic standpoint, but that I don't know. That's just that's super competitive hockey. That's a team that's playing for something that's fired up. That's another team that's playing to be spoiler that's fired up, who fancies themselves the next devils, probably in their head. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, Ottawa and Buffalo both look at us and go, Why not us next year?
0: Well, and they I do think. It. I think Danico said that, that at the beginning of the year, you kind of had Buffalo, Ottawa, and the Devils kind of in like one little category of they're young, they have potential, to really surprise, but we're going to temper expectations. Sure. Um, and I, and I, I'm I waiting. I'm waiting for Buffalo to be a really good team because I think they're so fun.
1: They're goalie away. They're good.
0: They're, 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 so- they're real good. The problem is with Buffalo is they could put up seven or eight goals, no problem, but they're also going to give up seven or eight goals. That's that's what they have to figure out. But their defense, again, super young. We all know defensemen take longer to develop. I think that Buffalo is going to be such a fun team in a couple of years.
1: I agree with you. I think they're they're a Vitek-Vanacek type trade away from being a, a consistent playoff team and as we talked in shows past the devils and sabers seem to come and go in very similar waves they always seem like they're good and bad in in kind of similar time periods so yes
0: and now i actually do want to talk about something else actually there's two things i want to talk about okay the first is now that the devils are in they're most likely to barring what's going to happen. Most likely they're going to play the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I, I see a lot of people that are talking about, you know, seeding and things like that. And I was talking with a media member and I said, I don't really understand the talk about seat. Like I, I understand for a fan, it's fun to like, like, you know, theorize and all that stuff. But I said, unless Pittsburgh gets in, there is not one easy team in the East. I would think if Pittsburgh gets in, they might be considered weaker than Florida, but there is no easy matchup.
1: No, no, there's no easy matchup. I would like to see the NHL do a better job and of of avoiding the rivalry in the first round, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if it's one through eight seeding, it is what it is. But the way it's set up now, you kind of end up, it it intentionally happens. And I think it's just, it's bad. It's, I don't, I, I don't know. There's just gotta be, If it, again, if it happens mathematically, it happens mathematically, but intentionally making it happen just strikes me as a little bit forced.
0: Well, and I looked at it too. And I said, okay, either they're going to play the Rangers or they're going to somehow beat Carolina, get first, and then get that, that last wild card spot, which is most likely going to be Florida or Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about the teams that have been desperate like Florida and like the Islanders for the last month to even get into the postseason, that they've been playing playoff hockey for a long time. Like they're like every minute counts for them. Whereas when you have a team like Carolina or especially Boston, they're playing right now, but their whole thing is let's not get injured. Because yeah. there's nothing else really matters at this point.
1: They mm-hmm. just want
0: to be healthy going into the playoffs. And I think sometimes those wild card teams can be more dangerous because of how they've had to play to even get in to the postseason.
1: That's a super, super fair point. You can also honestly make the opposite argument as well. They come in, they could be a little more beat up, a little more tired, a little more reliant on their starting goaltender, a little more reliant on their top six, not being able to rest guys. Press, 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 press. You get into the playoffs and that 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 extra gear is not there. And mm-hmm. then you go out there against a team like the Devils that want that to barn race you every single night and your feet just gone mm-hmm. you do you're you're a, you're a half a step late which means you're two steps late on this team so a, a half a step you're done look what happened the other night with Jack a little tiny tangle up in the neutral zone and it's a small window and whoo, whoo, right through goal
0: yeah, like, well I I mean I know personally like I I have friends and I know that there have been opposing players that like were that were very frustrated by Jack just like dipsing do around them
1: yeah, I would be They're too. Like you know, why? makes it makes me, it would make me look bad if I was out there trying to skate with him because he's not human.
0: It's very yeah. I know it's that
1: unbelievable
0: opposing defensemen have been vocally very frustrated after. That's, that's great
1: to hear. Do they do they seem like they have like uh, any sort of inkling of an answer for it, or are they just like I don't know what to do.
0: Uh, that I cannot answer. Um, <laughs> but I do know that there is frustration when okay, like if there has been, has, annoyed, not yeah. everybody, but I know that there has been frustration in the past.
1: Yeah. No, I, I would like be moving around them because it's not just that it's with the puck on a stick. That's what makes it so much more remarkable, right? Like sure. You could skate like that. There's plenty of figure skaters out there that are non-Olympic level that can mm-hmm. skate unbelievably well. Now do it with a stick in your hand, wearing 10 pounds of equipment and do it quickly.
0: Yeah. It's impressive. It's wild. It's it's very impressive.
1: And TV does not do it justice. It really doesn't. It's cool on TV. You see him do that in person. You're like, Whoa, well, what happened?
0: No, I think hockey's the one sport where if you're not a sports fan, but you're going like you have to go to an event for like whether it's like with a spouse or whatever, hockey's the one to see live because it's oh, just yeah. so much better. There's so much oh. happening. That like sometimes I hate watching the road games like on TV, because I'm like, there's probably something happening off camera that's like so little. But if I'm like writing an article, it might be something that I might see as important or like, you know, like a hit off camera where that might change. Sure. The- and like you miss it. And listen, MSG does a great job. They really, they really, really do. But there's always something happening, whether it's like a conversation on the bench or a hit off camera where the puck's not, and you can't catch everything. It's 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 impossible.
1: Yeah, um, it, 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 there's there's one negative on where my season tickets are for next year. It said I can't. I don't have a good look at the bench anymore. I mm-hmm. usually like to sit along the other side so I can see the bench specifically. Um, just I I don't know. I enjoy seeing those interactions and stuff. But now oh. I get a good view of the penalty box. That'll be fun. Oh
0: yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, they're every on like commercial timeouts. I'll usually get the binoculars out and I'll kind of scan the bench, and it's always oh, fun yeah. to see them like talking, and it's just it adds another element to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I always like to see uh, who's doing what, what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I like when the coaches come down with the, uh, it used to be the whiteboard. Now I think it's the iPad or the Surface, whatever the sponsor is. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Apologize. Um, Whatever, whatever tablet du jour we're using in the NHL. I know we can't say a certain sports drink. It's bio steel, right? Mm -hmm. Official sports drink of the NHL. Yes. Look at me, pay me. (laughs) (laughs) pay me come on um but no seriously it's i like all those little things that's why i love going to games um that's why i just i would go to a game by myself i did it a couple times this year i just bought a single ticket and showed up and was like hey i'm here and inevitably somebody i know is like yeah oh come sit with us there's an empty seat next to me and i just go do whatever but yeah Yeah. I, i like doing that i like being at the games versus watching on television for sure
0: and then my other my other point is, again, as we were talking in the uh, media room and we were saying how the Devils, like the way that I look at it, and I've, I've, I I've wrote about this too, the Devils are very similar to me to the Colorado Avalanche and kind of like their development. Like that's yeah. kind of the blueprint, the blueprint, uh can't speak, blueprint. And I said, for me, they're in the postseason. My initial thought is get as much experience as you can. Obviously, you want the cup. That's a no brainer, but if you're going to be realistic in where this team is, this is not a cup contending team. Can they fall into it? 1000%. 1000%. They have to go very far, but I think too, we were were chatting. We're like, you just need to kind of have like, there's the expectation is that this is a learning. It's still a learning year for them. Like they already exceeded expectations. So really there is no failing at this point.
1: Um yeah if you want to keep the uh, goals of the preseason uh I think this team at this point has proven that they're they're first of all they're scrappy they don't give up the amount of times they've not quite come back in a game is still pretty good yeah. uh, I honestly I think they I think they should win around at this point as especially based on skill level um if you get the goaltending that you should get uh they they should dispatch their first round opponent. Like I, I genuinely think they're a better team than the Rangers. I think they're a better team than almost anybody. I think they're a better team than Carolina. Um I don't think they're a better team than Boston, but I don't think anybody's better than Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh in uh, they're just that's a different team. they they've got a different level of confidence. Um what'll be interesting with Boston is the goaltending and and do they really go with a true tandem in the playoffs or write a hot hand what does that do to your other guy that's been used to playing you know that's that's the boston angle but i honestly think this team as pleasantly constructed should win around. okay yeah it's just they've they've proven it all this all the pieces are there everything's right there um jack's proven he's not scared of anything Uh, i i just don't think that i think they're they're not afraid i just don't i think at this point they've proven to themselves what they are and even in the young guys like you look at the way Dawson's carried himself over the last two months just you can see the way he plays he doesn't rush to get rid of the puck he's he's looking to do something with it instead of just moving it along and make the right play right like what am I supposed to do here all right I do that uh instead of what can I do here nothing okay do what I'm supposed to do that's where he's at now I just think they're a better team than we all thought they were going to be I think a lot oh, yeah. of these guys are a year ahead of where we thought they were going to be to be mm-hmm. totally frank with you, and because of that, this would be my expectation for that team.
0: Yeah, I think that when I was the the people that I was talking with, it was more of you know like when you watch the um like their power play, their power play kind of sh- is still a little bit struggling a little bit, and they were like you know you can't go into the playoffs and not have good special teams because that's going to expose you real quick.
1: Yeah, that, that's a pro- that, that's a problem for the long term, but I don't think it's an insurmountable obstacle in a first round opponent when you're uh, you're going to end up a 106 point hockey team probably you know
0: yeah i think for me when i look at it from just the like from my perspective they already exceeded expectations sure they already did what nobody thought they could because again it's like i tweeted out during the game not only did they clinch they were the third team to do it oh so yeah it's that's like,
1: it's a huge accomplishment
0: huge accomplishment huge accomplishment now it's about just gaining experience. And of course, we all know once the playoffs start, that's a completely different animal. Doesn't matter if you're first or second wild card spot, once you're in, every team has a chance to win.
1: Of course, yeah, there's there's always the possibilities. I don't know. I'm, I my mentality is isn't we got there, yay. It's it's we we're we're there. All right, now what's that next on the horizon? What's next on the horizon? Um and that's what's next on the horizon for this team is Win a playoff series. I honestly, I'd love to see them fight to win the division. I, I just, it would be cool. I, I, but practically, I don't necessarily think you have to do that. I actually think the Rangers are a really good matchup for this team. I, I, I think they I, I think the Rangers are a real good matchup for the Devils. I, I think they're, they're a little confused still. They're, they're on the softer side, with the exception of maybe Kreider up front. You know, they're not a particularly physical team. They don't want to bump you around. They would be they would be more more inclined to let the devils do what they want to do. If you're following me here.
0: I think I think the only thing that I look at when I look at a Devils Rangers matchup is Truba is going to have Jack and Nico on his radar at all times.
1: See I would have Miles go out there right away and just try to try every shift. Every shift for the first period, I'd have Miles Wood out there with the explicit directions. Make contact with him somehow. Even if you skate by him and just just give him a little love tap in the back of the calf, let him know you're there. Let him know you're there. Let him know you're there, know you're there. over and over and over. I'd let I'd let Bastion do it too. The two of them all game long. I'm and I mean all game long because that dude's a mental patient. You can absolutely take him out of his game. You can he make has- him lose his mind.
0: That's the one thing that we always talk about when it comes to Devils Rangers is we're like they are going to go hunting on Jack and Nico.
1: Well, let them. You have to do that. I'm sorry, it's just something that this team's going to have to learn how to do, and your guys to do it are Wood and Bastion. They're good. good. They're expect. Yeah, McLeod less so. McLeod less so because if uh, you may need him for important faceoffs at points. Yes. um, All things considered. Uh, I, I, he's he's proven himself to be super useful from the face-off and penalty kill standpoint, more so than Bastion and Wood. So okay. I would I would kind of just kind of pull Wood and Bastion aside and be like, look, here's the deal, boys. This is what's going on. This is what I need you to do. I need you to take Trouba out of his game. Don't Don't be explicitly cheap about it. Don't be explicitly dirty. But just make sure you finish your hits. Keep an eye on him. Uh, and and I think you can – I really think you can disrupt that guy. I really do. I just don't – I if I if I was a Raiders fan, I would not be excited about his mental makeup for playoffs. That's just me.
0: Well, he's had a shaky – he had a shaky season.
1: He's had a shaky few seasons. And it's never his fault. It's always – he never owns up to – well, oh, his head was down. No. Nah. I feel like you can exploit that guy. I don't like. I think he wants to be, or fancies himself as like a Claude Lemieux level agitator, but he doesn't have the the mental makeup that Claude had. Claude didn't care. That dude didn't care about anything. I'm telling you right now. I I met that guy a few times. He did not care. He knew what his job was and was more than happy to be that guy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see kind of – because everyone talks about how, you know, this is like Palat's moment to shine. Like we're coming into almost like Palat season where it's like the crucial games, the playoffs. So I'm really excited to see kind of how the veterans, I guess, step up yeah. on the ice. Like see what Hala does. See if Brendan Smith's in the lineup, what Brendan does. I- I'm excited for that aspect of it. It's like you're – again, your youngsters got you here. I want to see now – what you guys are going to do with this team
1: i gotta say ball has really been good the last what six games or so he's been darn good uh i think brendan could be just as useful as one of those black aces up in the press box i don't even know i mean you would be able to speak better to this than me but I, i i could see his personality being good just as good coming down from the press box in between periods and into the locker room as it would be if he was even out on the ice
0: well, I will say that when I was talking with uh with Cam Jansen over the summer or yeah whenever whenever that was he was telling me that during the team's run in 2012 he was like you know I was the guy that you know they wanted to go down and really like hype up the team and like get ready to go and he goes and I was he's like such like a nerd from my standpoint because I was so excited and so honored that they trusted me with that and I said to him I said well I said you know you doing that I said you know is that a reflection on you know the leadership in the room because that Zach was captain at that point and I said you know Zach is a more of a quiet shy guy and he goes it has nothing to do with that he goes the leadership of that team was strong but he goes not every guy is a raw raw guy yeah he goes sometimes you need that raw raw to really pump the guys up and keep it loose because he goes you know you're playing for the cup like there's a lot of you know nerves and all that which is obviously expected and he goes you're trying to just keep the guys loose and just have like have fun and that yeah. was kind of what he did. And I could see Brendan Smith being that
1: guy. Yeah, and if you look, those rah-rah guys are very rarely NHL captains. The captains are more often than not your quiet, lead-by-example type of guys. Look at Nico. Look at Stamkos. Uh, Crosby's a little more mouthy, but look at him, too. Um, you know, there is there is a kind of Tavares up in Toronto. There is a, there's a type. You know what I mean? There is a type that uh, – fits the mold for an NHL captain and I think that helps keep those rah-rah guys a little bit in check too
0: yeah and and that's why I thought it was so important to write the Eric Holla article because you see Nico you see Jack you see Polat they're all very similar in that like just follow my lead type you know leadership role and when you talk to the guys especially Brat who always kind of singles out Holla who he sits next to in the locker room and says, you know, he's that vocal guy. He's the one that keeps pushing. Like you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's important. And I always yeah. say fans might not see value with certain guys during the 60 minute game, but that doesn't mean they're not valuable to the locker room.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's the guys you don't think about. Uh, like you you brought up Jammer on that cup team uh, that lost to LA, unfortunately. But yeah, his whole job that playoffs was just, you know, agitate. Agitate and cheer.
0: Yeah, and I, it's, it's just, it's fun. And I, as much as people have their issues with Severson, when they clinched, he was the first player I thought of. I was like, good for him, because he oh, had yeah. been through it all with this team. Yeah, even, even if it's four more postseason games, like just good for him for even getting there. So, like him, Miles, just good for them. So I'm, I'm really happy and curious to see how they're going to react. Yeah.
1: I'm super happy for those guys. No, they yeah. don't. They don't. Um, you There's know.
0: no
1: pressure on them. Yeah. You know, the the, the Damon hate parade is back out on, on Twitter again, because, you know, every time he makes any sort of an error, it, it, the, unfortunately, his errors are so big that people lose their mind. And I'm trying to make people understand that the reason you're noticing the errors is because that's the only time he makes them.
0: And this is, I guess, I as we're wrapping up, this is going to be my one point about Damon Because I did see something on Twitter when I was live tweeting the game. They The blame on Severson for that penalty for taking it so late in the game, you're going to blame him. But there's no, I guess, recognition that for those 48 minutes before he took that penalty, look how the team was playing. The team was in that position because of the way they played as a collective yeah. unit. Oh, 100%. He made that mistake. You know, it wasn't the best penalty to take, but you can't sit down and say, oh, well, he's the reason that they couldn't make the comeback. No, 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 no. It was their play the entire game up until that point that had them in that position.
1: Correct. Yeah. It's part and parcel of people being hyper-focused to look for it. Um, you know, like, like we had somebody again on Twitter brought up the, yeah, well, he just throws it right in front of the net. And I was like, well, to be honest with you, they all kind of been doing that all year. And I said, I'd make a point to look and see how many times that happened in the next game. And unfortunately in the next game, it only happened three times. Jonas Mm -hmm. Siegenthaler was guilty twice. Um, and Dougie was guilty once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is it was it was pretty good but i've noticed it a lot this game i said i'd count and i decided to do that i also said that i would buy a white and green jack hughes jersey if they clinched the playoffs saturday night i did buy that jersey i am not wearing it but it does arrive today
0: oh my god so funny god. i need I need, to, I need to get more jerseys i only have three
1: Oh, i got tons. and
0: i i can't even tell you the last time i actually wore one
1: Oh, my, I got that. I got one of the Utica Devils ones recently. That is a oh, nice. quick conversation starter at games. It's a good one.
0: See, that's what that the best part is when you go to the games, like depending on what, like, what player you have on the back or like what style of jersey. It, it's always like fun to just, it's a good conversation starter with people.
1: Yeah, if I go by myself, I'll wear something like that where it's like, whoa, that's cool. I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? You want to have a beer? Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it was something like that. But yeah, typically that's whatever color the team is wearing is what I'll wear.
0: Well, that is all the time we have for today, this afternoon. We're actually recording in the afternoon, which is very wild because we know, I know. it's very, it's like very
1: weird. sunlight coming in. I had to close all the shades in my room here.
0: I know. I have laundry going, I have a dishwasher going. I have to go take the dogs for a walk, and then I have to do my game day prep because the Devils are playing the Islanders later today. They are.
1: I thought about making the trip. It's just, it's unfortunately not going to happen, but I, I got to make that work for next year. I want to get out to UBS for a game for sure.
0: Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun, but thank you as always for tuning in and hanging out with us. And we will see you guys soon.
1: See you guys.